0: Feliz Navidad Merry Christmas Welcome to the Christmas Join Corps podcast Today we have simply enough A um, Christmas present for you In the form of a story Nice Christmas story uh, It's a bit of a sexy story It's not explicit It's not, it's not very explicit Mum, you can for sure listen if you don't feel comfortable, that's fine. But it's, it's not. We're not going to be talking. We're not going to be using words like uh, vagina and penis or many many of those words. We're not using. But um, it is still a bit of a bit of a sexy sexy Christmas story. So that, that, that's that's fair warning. I, it didn't. It just turned out like it did. Christmas Day today, read a little bit of Stuart Lee, a little bit of Susan Sontag, relatively disparate writers, but uh, Stuart and and Susan were having little chats in my head today (coughs) and they encouraged me just to uh, get get this written and worry too much about uh, the meaning of it, but just to um, just to just to play with what I felt, I, f- I felt that that was my that was that was how my inspiration uh, came. So it's a kind of erotic uh, lesbian um, fantasy story. Um, yeah, see what you think. I'm not going to talk much more because I've recorded this introduction several times for some reason. I'm not saying very much at all, but it keeps being wrong anyway I'm going to stop talking uh, now it, it's, a, it's, a, it's an intimate story so we, we've got an intimate sound gone close to the microphone whispery voice sexy voice I hope uh, appropriate to the sexy story um, and then we're going to totally ruin that mood by playing um, All I Want for Christmas is Bass by The Squire of Gothos that's your Christmas song and if you stick around to the end of that Christmas song you get another little surprise not a bad uh, podcast treat for for Christmas I think I hope that you agree um, and yeah take, I hope you're good, please take care of yourselves and continue to be good all the way into the next fucking yeah. year next time that we join it's going to be 2020 Um, It may already be 2020 if you haven't listened to this last year So um, good luck with that whole new year thing And uh, yeah, let's let's see what happens in 2020 Um, Thank you for joining, as always Please uh, share this podcast if you like it It's still not monetized. it's still not fucking... Publicized very much. It's just, uh, just please tell someone about it. Give it to someone as a Christmas present. Someone that you've forgotten to get. do this right. Everyone that you wish you'd been able to get a Christmas present for, but haven't for some reason. Tell them to listen to the podcast and say this is your Christmas present. It's a sexy Christmas story. Give them this episode. And if you are one of those people who has given this episode, hello, welcome. This is, this can this can be good. It's gonna be nice. You're gonna enjoy this, and then you're gonna you're gonna be with the drawing. You'll join the drawing. Join join the drawing. Join the drawing. There's a T-shirt, um, merch available. I guess uh, if you if if you just well just make it. If you want if you want a t-shirt that says join the drawing it's available get it printed do it yourself um totally allowed to do that anyway i said i was going to stop talking a few minutes ago and i haven't so i'm going to do that now please enjoy the story have a lovely time in the next week be nice to yourself be nice to other people and uh, I'll, I'll see you next time nice one your sisi Haddy bye bye Santa leant on her arm Hand pressed against her cheek Fingers stroking the short hair over her ear Elbow sinking into the mattress The pink light of the opening day met her gaze She could hear the first birds How long had they been enjoying this crisp Christmas morning already? and she could hear her lover's breath beneath her softly blowing across the sheets. There was a faint music to the sound, a hint of melody that spilled the secrets of dreams. She felt the gentle, sleeping body joined with hers, legs wrapped together, stomach meeting back, breasts touching a shoulder, Santa lifted herself up, and as she climbed out of bed, she couldn't help but give a gentle kiss to that pointed ear, crowded with metal rings. Pangoban shifted, smiled. She would always be a light sleeper. As Santa walked over to the window, Pangaban's eyes slowly opened, and she watched as the morning light greeted Santa's shimmering white skin. Santa opened the window. Pangaban said, I knew you'd do that, in a quiet voice full of sleep, and rolled her tongue around her mouth in a way characteristic. Of those not yet awake. Santa didn't notice or otherwise gave no reply, giving her attention to the light spirits which excitedly flew into the room. There were small leaves of light jumping around like children bursting with energy. They squeaked and giggled in a rapid and hysterical tongue, one that Pangabang knew little but Santa spoke fluently. Merry Christmas, said Santa, in the language of the light spirits, but in a tone far removed from their hurried gossip. She said a few more things that Pangaban didn't understand, greetings, well wishes, flattery. Santa let the spirits dance on her hands and her arms, joining in their fun. Although, in truth, they were content to rush around the room, playing their own inscrutable games. She let her arms fall by her side and turned back to the window. Feeling the breeze was reassuring. There was still much unknown outside the borders of the estate. Christmas morning brought with it a curious feeling. The elves effortlessly embodied the jovial spirit of the festival. Even now, at the far end of the gardens, Santa could see Efa and Isolt in peals of laughter, cigarette smoke clouding above them as their rifles were leaning calmly, undisturbed, nearby. However, there was a fear of complacency that made this very joviality tense and insecure. Not fifty feet from Aoife and Isolt at the next post stood Fiona and Ilga. In stark contrast to their sisters, Fiona and Ilga were silent, staring out into the mist with their guns slung over their shoulders and their hands gripping the straps. Closing her large, marbled eyes, Santa sent small ribbons of magic spooling out towards her comrades, granting them peace of mind and strength of heart. There was plenty of magic in the air after the solstice and she knew it would be reciprocated, carried back and forth between all of them, especially now as many of them remembered this old festival day. She turned away from the window, taking a moment to appreciate the winter sun on her back before opening her eyes. Pangaban had fallen back into the soft embrace of sleep. Nothing covered her body. Her hands and legs were brought together in front of her Concealing her, laid out on the bed as if reaching to the lover by the window But her shoulder, side, stomach, waist and hip All exposed, rolled over each other Explicit and sensuous Marking their many curves on the wall in a sharp shadow And beyond the shadow, Santa saw the wassail cup sitting on a table next to the bed. It was full, as it would be, until Imbok. No matter how much they drank, it would be full. It was not, of course, usual practice to drink every day, nor so early in the morning, but Santa reasoned that Christmas was as good an excuse as any to loose her grip on responsibility. So she came back to the bed and climbed onto the mattress. She leant across Pangaban and wrapped her long fingers around the stem of the wassail cup. She brought it to her lips and inhaled the rich smells. As she did, she felt Pangaban's hand raise between her legs and gently hold her inner thigh. She drank deeply and felt a red passion rush to nerve endings all over her skin. as she pulled the cup from her mouth, she gasped in pleasure and felt a laugh bubble up her throat and spread out across her face in a broad grin. What luxury winter afforded them, she thought. They both knew only too well that their leisure was rightfully earned and through duties like Aoife and Fiona were performing at that very moment but no one living at that grand house thought in terms of labor and reward the rotation of work was too much the norm for such an economic conception Santa put a hand under Pangaban's chin and raised her lover's head so that the elf could sip from the wassail cup Pangabarn drank gulped, and a streak of red slid from her mouth down her neck Santa quickly bent down and brought her tongue to catch it and licked Pangaban, following the wine trail back to elven lips and the two spirits kissed tongues stained by the delicious drink Greedily, they took more quick sips from the cup before putting it to one side and rushing into each other. Santa buried her hands into Pangaman's thickly locked dark curls. Pangaman grabbed at Santa's shaved silver hair. They pulled at each other, both feeling the wine flexing in their bloodstreams, reaching out and in. A euphoric flurry, their breathing became shallow and louder, rushing impatience, heat starting to emanate from the centre of their entwined person, sweat, Pangaban could taste it on Santa's arms and chest, Santa on Pangabarn's stomach as their bodies strove to be lost in closeness, their tattoos moved. The icy blue bare branches on Santa's back lifted their ends up from her skin, tapering off into the air, flickering like antennae, searching for the object of their desire. Pengabhan's body was covered in cryptic markings, so much so that it was difficult to tell when the tattoos were moving and when it was illusion created as the light played across her writhing body, black shapes dancing around Santa's white hands and the jewels of moisture flecked across the elf's legs, back, shoulders, neck. But move the tattoos did, following Pangaban's thrusts and curls, they spelled new words made new pictures and, like Santa's branches, slowly left Pangaban's body and reached out. The black and the blue-white inks met in the spaces around the lovers and spilled out, growing new lines and patterns, enveloping the bed and falling around the room. From outside, Eva glanced back at Santa's room and saw the light of that erotic power shooting out through the open window. She smiled and turned back to her post, letting her cheek fall back on her rifle barrel so that her eyes saw once again through the sights and out into the fields beyond the perimeter. She caught a figure ducking out from behind a tree and squeezed the trigger in the distance bark exploded and a body fell back into the snow. (laughs) You're not a thing,
1: you're not a thing, 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 you're not
0: a thing, you're not 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 a thing, you'
1: Frosty the stonk man was a jolly bunging soul With a corn cup and a button and two eyes made out of drugs Frosty the Donk Man is a rave tale, they say. He was made of blur, but the children know how he came to love one day. There must have been some acid in that old silk hat they found. For when they placed it on his head, he began to donk around. Oh, Frosty, the donk man, was on drugs as he could be. And the children say he could <laughs> rave just the same as you and me. Frosty, clumsy as he can be, see him open the lawn. Off he goes on donk. a donk, signal free, with a happy song. This donk man knew this rave was hot that day So he said let's put a banging donk on it. We'll have some drugs f- now before I'm <coughs> away Down to the rave with a banging donk in his hand Donk and here and there all around the square saying You know what you want to do with that right? <coughs> He led them down the streets of town right to the Rave Cop <coughs> And he only paused a moment when he heard him holler Wait, well, hold on a minute, pull it off, stop mm, Frosty this Donk Man had to hurry on his way But he waved goodbye saying You wanna put a banging donk on him? I'll be back again someday Somebody, thump, thump, thumpity thump. Look at Frosty. Donk.